Hey there, my friend, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Struchowski podcast. Before we get into the podcast episode today, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, overwhelmsucks.com. Yes, you did hear that correctly. Overwhelmsucks.com. Pick up my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. I know that when you're overwhelmed, the last thing you want to do is read a long report. So I intentionally made this free guide simple to read and most importantly, to implement. So get your free guide, 10 quick ways to conquer overwhelm at overwhelmsucks.com. On this episode of From the Archives, Brad Lee. He is a CEO, entrepreneur, host of the Dropping Bombs podcast, and the creator of The Bottom Line. People call him the real Brad Lee because he keeps it real no matter what. He is a successful businessman and a philanthropist, and he's best known as the founder and CEO of Lightspeed VT, a global leader in web-based training and communication platform. Brad, what it is. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Mark. Now, I have been following you on social media for quite a while, and I know you are a tremendously busy person. Could you share with us, share with us, please, how you structure a typical day? You know, it's crazy that there is there is a, a slight structure. I wake up in the morning, open my eyes, realize that I'm very thankful I get another chance head to the gym, do a little bit of personal development, which means basically read or listen to a podcast and then head out for the day. And whatever the day brings, that's what I do. Well, I saw you have an Instagram story. I think it was yesterday that you, or a couple days ago, you're literally most days, if not all, you're first in, last out. Is that pretty much true? Yes. That's how you, that's why you're a winner. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it helps, but I don't feel, I don't feel that, you know, you have to be last out and first in, but I definitely think it helps. I agree. Well, let's talk a minute about failure. I know that everybody I've ever talked to on this podcast or follow on social media, they learn from their failures. So how has failure or apparent failure in being productive set you up for later success? You know, I think it's important if you have failure that you learn from it, which which then obviously it's not a failure any longer. So I kind of have a different viewpoints of failure. A lot of people sometimes ask me, you know, how did it feel when you hit rock bottom? And I'm like, I've never been rock bottom. How, what, what did you do to come back from all those failures? And I say, I've never failed. And it's in a lot of people think I'm joking, but in reality, no, I'm not. Like, I don't think I've ever failed mainly because I've learned from each one. Does that make sense? It does. So to answer your question, as long as you learn from your failures, they don't, they're not failures. And, and quite frankly, a lot of people think you learn more through failure. And I happen to agree with them. It's not the best way to learn. I'd rather learn from your failures personally, but as long as you learn from them and you just keep going and you, and you're not afraid to fail, I think that's what's important. Well, I believe even someone as productive as you, we all have at least one weakness when it comes to getting things done. What is your weakness? In getting things done, you know, I think I have a, I have a slight lack of discipline in that in in that area. In other words, I'm always living as if I don't get tomorrow. Mm. And in some cases, I think that hurts me because, for example, a buddy of mine, he's got six pack abs. He's like six percent body fat. And he always makes fun of me because I got a little little extra around the around the waist section. And we're having lunch. I throw a little ranch on the salad and he's like, 
bro, that's, <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's what that is. And he, and he, you know, goes to pinch my love handle. He's like, he's like, that's what that is. That's ranch right there. Well, listen, if, if that's ranch, well then I'm okay with it. Why? Because what if, what if we're gone tomorrow? Like I'm going to enjoy life a little bit. And I think that's my weakness. I, I, I like, I, I like to enjoy a little bit. I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk say that every morning he wakes up imagining whether his wife or one of his kids or his parents dies. And when you first hear that, if you don't, if you hear it out of context, you'd say that's kind of morbid. But what he's doing, he's learning to appreciate every moment he has with his loved ones, which is essentially the same thing you just said. Yeah, exactly. So my weakness is the fact that you're not promised tomorrow. So because I think that way. I tend to enjoy a few things that I probably shouldn't. An occasional ranch on the dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, out of all your strengths, because I know you have a lot of strengths having followed you for a while, what would you say your number one strength is when it comes to getting things done? The fact that I don't need sleep much. You know, I, I close my eyes sometimes at 1230, wake up at 5, 530 without an alarm clock every single day. It just happens. And quite frankly, I think that's the biggest strength that I possess only because I have the advantage. I have so much more time than I would if I slept in and, and, you know, went to bed early. So I have more hours in my day than most people do. See, you realize if you get up three hours earlier than you do today, you, you add about another 40, 50 days onto your year. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I remember one Instagram story you had this week. You were at the Las Vegas Knights game the night before, and then you had a shot of your clock at 4.45 in the morning. And I thought that was crazy because I know hockey games don't end at 7 o'clock at night. Nope. <laughs> so you're very committed. So now this not sleeping a lot, is this something you've always done or is this something you just adapted as you became busier and more successful? Well, I think – it came later. When I was younger, I remember sleeping in and loving the bed and just hanging out and always wanting to just a few more hours sleep, a few more hours sleep. And then I think probably about 25 or 30, I started, you know, just waking up and I was excited about the day and I was excited about future prospects. And, I, and it just stuck. If I could give you a gigantic billboard, this is a Tim Ferriss question here. If I could give you a giant billboard anywhere in the world and millions and millions of people would see this billboard, what would your billboard say and why? My billboard would say, help others. Because if more people would just help others, this place would be a lot better off. I don't know if anyone would actually act on that billboard. I was going to say, you know, maybe one that says, give me a dollar, but I would rather be making 40, 50,000 a year and the world be a better place than me be a billionaire. So ultimately help others. I love it. What is an unusual habit of Brad Lee's or an absurd thing that you love? I don't really have anything that I would say is a habit or a hobby, which is kind of odd. Don't you think? Mm, kind of. Yeah. Like I always say, man, I need to find a hobby. Like, what do I do? I almost feel like I'm getting cheated somehow. I would say the most absurd thing that I love are rhinos. Like that's just absurd, but I just, they're, to me, they're majestic. They're the closest thing to a, what looks like a dinosaur. They're a tank. They're unstoppable. And I have them all over the place. I just love them. Interesting. Well, I want you to reflect on the last five years of your life. What new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your productivity? Man, you, you ask some good questions, but they're all questions that I don't really have the answer to. 
only because I don't stop and think about those things. My productivity, I think, let me think here. In the last five years, man, ultimately, I guess the last five years, I would say it would have to be, again, still, you know, my ability to get up early. That's, it's not, I didn't really learn it though. So, and it wasn't in the last five years. Good question, man. Let's come back to that one. Okay. Well, let's go into an imaginary time machine. I want to go back to when you're 10, 11, or 12 years old and ask you this question. What advice that you know now would you give your younger self? And don't say buy Facebook stock. Okay. We're not talking that. We're talking about advice about mainly around productivity of getting things done. What would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self to be authentic be proud of, of, you know, who you are and embrace who you are and always do the right thing. Okay. Now here's a question that may cause you a few minutes to think about this one. We're all given advice when we're kids and let's be honest, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the advice is really bad. Is there any advice that you were given when you were 10, 11 or 12 years old that you would go back and tell yourself when people tell you these things, just ignore it. It is horrible advice. Anything come to mind? Well, I don't know how, I, I don't, really remember how they put it but you know the fact that they made me believe that you can't do everything and you you know you can't somebody didn't tell me that you could achieve pretty much anything you wanted to i was more raised to believe that everybody has their limits and you can't you can't really achieve anything you want ironically as it sounds and again they didn't try to instill that in me it wasn't like a lesson they wanted to pound in my head but as I was younger, I didn't really have the belief that anything is really possible. And I, I believe that every, you know, anything is possible. So I would probably tell my younger self to ignore that advice. Or I would encourage that person that anything is possible. Okay. Now, I have seen you on video at the 10X Growth Con conference. I follow you on Instagram and all these social media platforms. I've never seen you overwhelmed. But I got a feeling that because I know you have at least two little girls, you share those on Instagram stories. You got to have some time in your life where you just feel like the sky is falling, the war- the walls are caving in. When this happens, what do you do? What I tend to do is go on vacation. Ah. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think the more overwhelmed I feel and believe it or not, you know, I'm going, I'm going out of town this weekend. And one of the reasons is I feel like sometimes you, you say yes to too many things. And then I always feel obligated. If I tell you yes, then I have to do it no matter what. I always like to finish what I start. So sometimes when I feel that way, and right now I'm I'm getting that way, I just shoot out of town for a couple of days and turn off the cell phone and spend time with the family, stare at the ocean, maybe write and just relax and recharge. Good advice. What is in your productivity toolbox? Is there go-to apps you count on, software, equipment, anything that you want to share with us that's in your productivity toolbox? Got overwhelm? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at overwhelmsucks.com. A voice recorder is 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 one because... I think the word productivity is somewhat subjective. Like what it means to you might be different than what it means to me. Sometimes 
if I stare at a wall for 30 minutes, most people would say that's not being productive. But in some cases, if you're thinking up your next move, then that's being highly productive. But it's hard to measure. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So a lot of, a lot of these apps that are out there are based on actual tangible productivity where calendars, scheduler, things like that, which is probably how most people answer. But iTunes or my podcast library is what I would say is my most valuable tool or app because building yourself is probably more productive than anything anyone can do. You can grab a shovel and start making headway on, on, on digging the ditch. But if you grab iTunes, close your eyes and, and, and develop yourself, your mind, I think that's being the most productive because it will exponentially pay for itself. I agree 100%. Now, before I ask you the final question, I just wanted to circle back to the one question you said to circle back to about what new belief, behavior, habit has most improved your productivity in the last five years. Anything come to mind? I think what's throwing me off is the last five years because for about the last, I would say, 18, tomorrow will be make it 19, I've pretty much tried to to repeat the the same principles. I have three core values that I live by. My company's built on three core values and I've been doing it since I was 30. And it's kind of just do the right thing, show people you care and do the best job you can. So I think the five years is, is what's throwing me because in the last five years, I still just do those three things. So can I remove the five years thing? Absolutely. That's fine. Yeah. So if, you, if it's not in the last five years, but what I learned that would that would apply here would probably be to understand and realize in order to get stuff done, it doesn't take methodical plans. You you can just take action and figure it out on the way. Too many people think they have to have some sort of master plan. They have to have everything laid out step by step when more importantly, you need to take action. You need to move, especially if you want to be productive. And then quite frankly, too many people also confuse activity with progress. So just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. So I think what I learned, not necessarily in the last five years, is that take action, get moving, figure it out along the way. Makes sense to me. Thank you for sharing that. So the final question I have for you, Brad, is where can we find you online? Oh, you just find me at mainly Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You'd find me just by typing in at the real Brad Lee, and that's spelled L-E-A. Brad, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Mark, thank you, but let me ask you a couple questions, can we? Uh, uh-oh, turn the tables. <laughs> yes, go right ahead. Well, yeah, because you, you know this podcast is about creating new levels of productivity, yeah? Yes, sir. And, and, and I want to know how I can be more productive. You're the expert. Why am I answering all your questions? <laughs> you know, I will say you're the first guest that ever turned the tables on me. So turn around fair play. The best thing I would do, which you're already doing, is you're using a voice recorder. And I tell people, don't try to keep things in your head because Murphy's Law, the productivity version, is is that what you need to remember most is the first thing you're going to forget. So you're using your voice recorder. You can use an app on your phone. You can use a notebook. Get it out of your head because especially with someone like you as the CEO of, of a company, you got a lot going on. I mean, a lot going on and you can't remember everything. So that's the biggest tip I give everyone. Don't trust your brain. It will fail you. The question is when, and we don't know that. The other thing is make sure you're finding out what tools work for you. Whether it's a calendar, whether it's a to-do list, whether it's a notes app, whether it's a notebook, 
don't do what I'm doing. Don't do what the other so-called experts do. You need to find something that works for you because when you find something that works for you, what will happen is you're more likely to use it as if you tried to try to force something that someone else is doing that they say works for them, but it may or may not work for you. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. And it's exactly right. That answer your question? That answers one of them. Okay. What's your second question? If you were me, what would you be doing differently based based on your observation of me? Do you take breaks during the day? I mean, do you take like five, 10 minute breaks where you just like disconnect and get away from everything? No. That's something I would do. It may be you just go outside your offices, leave your phone in the in the in your desk or whatever. Don't tell someone you're going, like your your assistant or something like that. And just go out there and just listen to the traffic, soak in the humidity out there in Las Vegas or whatever. But I think we all need to take breaks, not hour, two hour, three hour breaks, just a five, 10 minute break away from all technology. Maybe go outside if you got a bench outside your your building there and just close your eyes and just don't think about anything. Just just be. Some people call it meditation, but you can just be quiet and just listen to the world around you as long as it's not people honking horns and stuff like that. But I think there's something to be said about the power of silence, and I don't think we get enough of it as human beings anymore. Yeah, you know, that's interesting, too, because being a productivity expert or if I were listening to this podcast to, to try and be more productive, I'm going to try to think about how to do less breaks and do more things and be more productive when in reality – most people are thinking incorrectly. What you just pointed out is, is is very interesting because you've heard the old story of the wood choppers chopping down the tree mm-hmm. in a race. Yes. Yeah, where the one, one says, you know, why you, how are you winning so much? You're taking all these breaks. He said, I'm not taking a break. I'm sharpening my axe. Yep. So some, some of those things you just mentioned is what I was trying to refer to earlier, which you put it more eloquently, sometimes you just need to relax. Even though you think you're not being productive, you're actually being most productive by just shutting down for a minute. Yeah. And an example for that is uh, I run every day. I run at least one mile a day, every single day. And I do the run walk method. So I may run for a mile, mile and a half, and I may walk for like about 20 or 30 seconds. They found out that people that do the run walk method actually are just as competitive. The people who run nonstop, because your body needs these breaks. And so when you get to the end of a race where I've already built in my break, you're dying at the finish line. So it's the same concept. Interesting. Last question. Okay. How do you, as the expert, uh, I need your advice here. How do you determine throughout such a busy day what becomes more valuable than others? How do you prioritize? So I have a hundred things I need to do. I have a hard time prioritizing. Again, I say yes to too many things. I need to figure out from an expert like you, how do I look at a hundred things and determine which one I should be doing because you can't do them all? How do you value and prioritize to be most productive? You know, I can tell from your question that you are a yes person. You don't like to say no to people. I know you have an assistant. Yeah, but it's not necessarily saying no to people. It's saying no, because I know that the more hands you shake, the more money you make. I know that the more opportunities you listen to, the more opportunities you can, you can capture. So when I say, when I say yes, it's not because, you know, I can't say no to a person because I can't, it's what could possibly come of this. And I'm so optimistic that I say yes to everything because I don't want to lose out on any opportunity. And quite frankly, it, it causes 
a little frustration. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I do. Now, because of the position you're in as a CEO of a company, have you used your assistant to help you kind of funnel what's the priority? Have you ever had a discussion with her and say, listen, I need your help with this? No, because then I have to rely on her, you know, selection process. Okay. I see what you're saying. I'm, one time she said, Hey, you want to do this podcast with Mark? And I said, well, you figure it out. And, and remember it got rescheduled. Yes. See, she, she made that decision. And I'm like, no, let's get Mark on the phone, man. This could be the biggest opportunity in the world. Let's get, let's do it. Well, it's kind of difficult to do this impromptu because I don't know you as well as I do if you were a coaching client of mine. But I think what you need to do is we all have this little self-conscious or maybe a still, still small voice, whatever you want to call it. And you know that when you're being overtaxed, I know you can stay up late at the a night's game and then get up at four o'clock in the morning, but you also have a family and you also have a business to run and you also have friends and you're still button up against the 24 hours everybody else has. Everyone's got 24 hours. Doesn't matter if you're Bradley or Mark Stuchewski. It's 24 hours. And nobody's ever on their deathbed saying, Oh, I wish I could have gone one more, signed one more client to my platform. You wish you had more time to do things you really truly love. So I think that it comes down to discipline because I know you're really big. You and Ed Milet are really big on discipline. You're going to need to figure out a way. Okay. Yeah. This is money I may be losing, but I need to have my sanity over here. And it is a balancing act because you have a lot of responsibility. And I think you need to figure out a way. And I, I'm struggling to come up with a solution for you right now on the spot to where you can say no to more things, even though you may lose the money because the long-term benefits may pay off for you. Yeah. Well, that's what I was really trying to drive at because as people listen to your podcast, a lot of people have their beliefs put in place. Like for example, I'm supposed to be in Florida on February 2nd to, to, to be in a meeting with, which has incredible opportunity. I'm talking in the more than likely, at least in the millions of dollars, but on February 2nd, I also have a daddy daughter dance. Uh -oh. Now, which one do you do? I want to be productive. I want to win. Which one do I do? And I don't even have to ask you, Mark, which one you think I'm going to do. However, those are what I call obvious, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, again, not necessarily. But for most people, obviously, the choice would be the daddy-daughter dance. However, that is an obvious choice. When I look at 100 things, and I'm trying to be productive, I'm looking, for a I'm looking at 100 things I need to do today, and I can only pick 16. Do you have any tips or tricks to, to help me prioritize those in, in a fashion that would ultimately end up making me more productive in the long run? Well, it's not an exact answer that you're like two plus two equals four, but I would say your first impression on – uh, whatever the situation may be, what is your gut reaction? The first thing someone says, Hey, Brad, can you come out to San Diego on February 22nd? If your initial reaction, like, Oh, I don't feel it. I would just like dismiss it. I would, I would let your, your conscience be your guide. Cause we all, you don't know when you meet someone the first time, you can know right away if they're going to be a good person or not. And I would rely on your conscience to say that first time you hear of an event, an opportunity, if it doesn't feel right, it's generally a good guide to go by. I know it's kind of flowery and psychological, but that's what I would go by. Yeah, no. If I mean, if you follow me, go back a little ways. I'm sure you've heard me say it. Trust your instincts. Trust your gut. That's what you're saying. I totally, I totally do that too. Okay. I appreciate it, Mark. I think you've just helped me. Well, I, I appreciate it. I feel like I'm on the Dropping Bombs podcast. <laughs> Oh, no, there'd be a slight difference on that one. But I definitely want to invite you on to that. 
Well, well I really days. appreciate that. He's so kind. But I'll be dropping some bombs on you. Yes, I, 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 I know that. Questions. <laughs> okay. Well, Brad, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day and stay productive. Okay, man? Likewise. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I really appreciate your time and attention. Before you go, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you have not subscribed to this podcast in your podcast player of choice, would you do that right now? This way, every time a new episode comes out, you will be informed. Second thing is, while you are subscribing, please consider leading a rating and a review this helps the podcast get discovered and the third thing i know i'm asking a lot of you the third thing is if you know of someone who can use this episode right now why don't you just share it with them every podcast player that i'm aware of makes it really easy to share an episode so if you're thinking of a family a colleague a neighbor a friend who needs to hear this episode go ahead and hit that share button and send this podcast to them right away so i can help them like i I helped you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back real soon with a brand new episode.